Everybody good this morning? We've got to be. Whether you feel good or not. I love our free will. Because when things are bad, I can still be good. If we choose that. Title of the message this morning is Hope Does Not Disappoint. I think it's so awesome how God works. Neil had no idea where I was going at all. I didn't know until yesterday or until Friday uh, afternoon. And he had the song list Thursday at practice. Uh, Romans 5, 5 says, Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who, wa- who, who was given to us. The definition, when you, when you research in the Greek, the definition of, of hope is a positive expectation of good. And you've heard me say that before here. Most of us, when we grew up, hope was a question mark. Boy, I hope it happens. Boy, I, I hope this takes place. Boy, I, I hope. Well, there's no, <laughs> there's no faith in that kind of hope. Hope is a potent, hope is a expectation knowing it's going to happen and knowing that it's going to be good. And when you start thinking about this particular scripture, it says, because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. You did not have nobody, anybody that is not a Christian does not have this hope. If, you, if, if people die that you know that never met Jesus, the family around that doesn't know Jesus, and if you go to the funerals like that, you can recognize it. They have absolutely no hope. When someone's in intensive care and it's, it's, it's life or death and they don't know if they're going to make it, if you don't have this, The difference is unbelievable when you're around the situation. Why? Because whether we we really understand it or not, when you've got hope, you've got hope. And I think, you know, I've been talking about us being deceived in these closing days and not believing what we've really got. We've been deceived that we don't have hope. We've been deceived that the... We've been deceived that the gas prices will never go back down where they were. We've been deceived that the medical. We've been deceived. We've been deceived. We've been deceived. It's the same thing in these scriptures. We've been deceived. We have the hope. And I'm going to just go through scriptures this morning and just let you know we, we have what it takes. We have the healing we prayed about. We have the healing we sung about. We have the hope that we've got it. But we've got to recognize we've got it. We've got to recognize that hope is, it's already been accomplished. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think about towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope, a positive expectation. He gives us. He's already, before you were even thought about in this human realm, you were already thought about. And you were already assigned and given hope. And then when you made the choice, because you have a choice, you don't have to receive this if you don't want it. 
But when you make the choice to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you instantly, without a doubt, have everything you'll ever need. You have the fullness of Christ inside of you. And with that, you have this hope. Well, hope, hope in, my, in my heart is a thanksgiving. Because hope means I've got it. I have a hope of things to come. I have a faith of things to come. Faith is the, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. Before this building was built, we seen it. We had hope that we could do it. Before we got this property, we had hope that we could get it. You have faith. You have hope. We knew. We already... We already, we, we already knew the design of this before we built it. We already knew the design of, of the youth department before we built it. We've got a sign that's going to be going up out of the coming into town. And, well, what's it take to get that sign up? Well, it took hope that we could get it together. It's going to take hope that I can find the men that are not afraid of height and can climb up and do it with me. You say, what are you doing up there at 71? I got hope I can make it. There, there's, there's a, with, without hope, there is no future. I mean, simple as that is, it's no different than service here. Many come in, sit down, get up, and leave. Nobody understands the hope that it takes to open the doors, to turn on the lights, to make sure the air's working, to make sure all the electrical's working. Many times on Sunday mornings, none of this stuff works. But we get it going. And that all comes through we hope. And not we hope we can make it. We know we can. We know it's going to be okay. I've got a plan buying the stuff that it takes to hang the sign out there. We've got old tie-downs that, that last time we did it were breaking. So we go out. We're going to count the number. We're going to have them in our hands. We're going to have ladders. We're going to have people that can hang like monkeys, and we're going to put it up. You say, well, what's that got to do with hope? Everything. Because it just, nothing just happens. You have to have faith that it's going to happen. This was an old trailer court. The elevation of the dirt was about here, maybe a little higher. We come in, I come in with heavy equipment, and I tuck the top of the hill off. We piled up the trash in the bottom down here. We burnt big, I mean, this was all trees back in here. We piled it up, and we, back then you could take diesel fuel, which was only, which was only 50 cents a gallon, and you could squirt all over the, they allowed you to squirt all over the trees, and you lit it, and it burnt. You can't do that now. But it still took hope. It still took planning. It still took, it still took knowing we we're going to get it accomplished. It still took, we had a pad of concrete out here for well over a year with a classroom in the basement. And the kids used to walk across the concrete, down the steps, into the classroom in the bottom where our, I always called it Herschel's, Herschel's office when Herschel Turner was with us. That was his office. We had hope that we'd have the money to build the building. Joyce Marr Ministry gave us $100,000 to start the process, but it all came through believing that it was going to happen and having hope that God's going to take care of us and knowing that we have a purpose. 
And see, in every day in your life, you've got to know that when you get up in the morning, when you go to bed, hope that you get up to start with. But then you, you've got, things change, but you still have to have, you still have to have a desire and a purpose. It's like when you come in this building for service, don't come in, just sit down. Have a hope that God's going to touch your heart. Have a hope that you have wisdom with what he wants you to do. Have an expectation, a positive expectation that God's going to change hearts. Have a positive expectation that he's going to use you in words of wisdom, words of knowledge, gifts of healing, gifts of faith. It's, it's not just the, the leadership's responsibility. It's everybody. I don't care what your age is. I was so blessed this morning. What's the little gal's name that you, where, where was she? Where's she? Where's she hiding? She's back there. Hi there. She was sitting in here during rehearsal at Praise and Worship. I was sitting there with my eyes closed, which I almost do at every rehearsal. She was following what was being done. She come in and she looked at me, I guess. I looked over and she was sitting right there with her eyes closed. Do you... That's what it takes to bring people in. To be every day, have an expectation to witness to people. Have an expectation just to love people. Have an expectation to learn and recognize what it means to have a relationship with, with everybody, no matter who they are. Don't you love running into people and you feel like you've always known them? Those people have an expectation to draw from you. You have an expectation to draw from them. But if you don't have the expectation, if you go to Walmart with the attitude, I just got to get what I got to get and I got to get out of there. There's no hope in that. I mean, you need hope to go there. You know, we're so packed in, in Chester with, with activities. We've, we've got so much to do. We've got two gas stations and a Walmart and 13 gambling places. Our hope's wrong. You say, well, why do we have them? Because we're not hoping to get rid of them. You say, well, I, I, I like them. The people of Chester are just throwing their money away. Yeah. Let's change. Now, I'm not criticizing or judging. I'm just saying our hope can change that. When I first come to town... Steve Kime and I went to a shop that was selling pornography and shut it down. You know why? We had an expectation to do what God wants. Why are we sitting back and letting the world have this world? We've got to recognize that we've got something they don't. We, we, you say, well, it happened overnight? No. James 3, 4 tells us that hope, which comes out of what we speak, changes the course of the, the huge ship, the rudder. It, it doesn't ha nothing happens overnight. Well, things can happen overnight if our expectations get built up, but we're not there yet. We've just got to start moving an inch at a time and get, the, get, get America back where America used to be. Will it ever happen? I hope it does. 
I, I stand in that place of believing. I, I know God's got this, but we've got to do our part. We can't just sit back. We have sat back so long, the politicians are all crooks now. Not everyone, because I can get criticized for that. But for the most part, their hope is to get money for them. Their hope is not to help people. Our hope needs to come to the place of recognizing God's got this. Luke 12, 34 says, For where your treasure is, your heart will be also. Our treasure needs to be in the things of God. Our treasure needs to be in a hope of knowing that God's going to turn this all around. Our treasure needs to be what, what God says. Our treasure needs to be just walking in the light of this and just trusting God in every day. That, does that mean it's going to go good all the time? No, it absolutely is not. We're in a cursed world, but yet our hope has to change. Romans 4.18 says, Abraham, even when there was no hope, he kept on hoping. Well, what was the situation there? He was 100 years old. His wife was at about the same age. And God says to him, your, your descendants, your descendants will be like the stars of the sky. He didn't have to have the, the new technology. He could just look up in the clear skies and see how many stars there were. And his thing was, there is no chance of that happening. But yet, there must be. Because God said it. And he hoped, and guess what happened? God was right. Millions upon millions of people now on this earth, all because of his hope. He believed the word would change your life. He believed, he believed, with, and he didn't even have the new covenant. He lived by a hope that he didn't even really understand. He understood that God's got this. It, it, it's a place of really, folks, listen, giving up the problems and always believing in the answer. You say, well, that's just, you know, you just, you just can't be that way. Why can't you be that way? You have a choice. Why do you have to always look at the problem and stay in your problem? Jeremy recognized what it was, but he also knew who the healer was. Folks, even if you don't believe God designed it so you get healed, we used to live hundreds and hundreds of years. You say, well, I don't want to live that long. Well, you don't want to live that, that long being unhealthy. But if you, was, if you felt great, what would be wrong with living hundreds of years? That's going to happen, you all recognize. But see, we actually can live that way here, but we've got to come to that place of understanding. God has got this. He's going to take care of this. Abraham stood for it in in. In, in Romans, before it, it said that hope is without disappointment, it says that tribulation produces perseverance, perseverance produces character, character produces hope. You come to the place in your life where you recognize no matter what is going on, God has got it, and God is going to take care of it, and God is going to fix it, and all you have to do is just trust him and walk in hope that it's going to be okay. Walk in that position in your life where, where quit spending your time, oh, it's, what am I going to do? Oh, how will this ever be? Oh, oh, you can't look at that. 
You can't look at your expectations got to be, I am healed. I'm going to be healed because the word says I'm healed. According to the word, it says that I have everything I need. According to the word, I am not poor, I am prosperous. According to the word, I'm blind, but I can see. According to the word, I can't hear, but I can hear. According to the word, and you have to stay there. And you have, how often? Always, it says to pray without ceasing. That means it's nonstop speaking the word in your heart. It's nonstop when you hear something negative, you put positive. It's nonstop when something trauma comes against you, you, you speak life over it. You speak life over it. You speak, that's the hope I'm talking about, folks. That's the hope that you've got, and you can do that because you've got it. Come back to the place of knowing you've got it, and you'll start using it. If you had a million dollars in the bank and you never knew you had it, you would never use it. But if you knew and was reminded daily you're a millionaire, you would write the check. We have got the million dollars right here. We just have to start writing the checks. Get you a debit card then if you don't want to write a check. But you've got it. Pull the debit card out. By the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. It's done. Depression, get out of here. Deceiving spirit, get out of my house. Anger, get. Disposition, change. You've got the choice. See, we don't realize that. We've been deceived. We've got the answer. But you have got to admit, I cannot. It's not my responsibility to fix you. It's you to fix you, because you have the free will. I'm the, I'm the one that tells you you've got it. And I'm reminding you, we have the hope, even when we don't have the hope. Abraham, could you, could you imagine? A hundred years old, you're going to have all these kids. Oh, come on, man. Even if he wasn't looking at himself, look at my woman. That woman is old. They even then, if you read and study it, they even decided that, well, maybe I need to help God out. And that's why we have the Muslims. That's where they come from. We're Christians. Jesus came and died for us and gave us everything I'm talking about. You say, but you don't know my situation. You don't know how long I've had a back problem. That don't mean Harold, you're always going to have it. Now, we do what we can do, but I'm telling you, anything can be fixed instantly. If Jesus came and tried to show us what we've got by walking on water, and then it had Peter convinced, and Peter stepped out and walked on the water, Folks, what's a cold? What's acid reflux? What's back problems? You say, well, Pastor, you went and had your back fixed. Exactly. Many times I've said to God, okay, God. I, I, Connie used to say, okay, God, I've got hands that got to be fixed. I can't even use them. I've got to have surgery. I know you can do it, but if you decide not to, I'm going to get it fixed. Well, is that right? Well, that's what's kept us, most of us alive because we don't yet have the revelation of he's the only answer. 
even with surgeries, folks, he is the answer. Because your body, they may have went in and cut you open, but you still healed. They may put bone graft, but he still designed a way for it to happen. So don't take condemnation when I'm saying, I'm just wanting, to, I'm throwing the pendulum the other way, a long way, so we'll at least come back where we're. Start with the common cold and have hope. Come to the place, and if, if you, everybody here, at least, or at least I do, I battle depression a lot, I always have. And I, the only way I can win is right here. The only way I've made it through my life is totally trusting in him. And when I get to those places where I just don't think I'm going to make it and things have happened that I can't fix, I have got to go, okay, I know I st it doesn't look, it looks impossible in the natural. But I have hope. And I know it's going to work. And I know it's going to work. I know it's going to work. And then I get to, then I get to walk through a, a large section of life where things aren't like I want them. But yet I look back and I see what God did because God said, I will make good from the destruction that happened. And then you look back and you go, that was horrible. But look what God has done in my life. That's called hope. And we've all got this hope. The love of God has been shed abroad in our heart to give us this hope, to give us direction, to bring us to the place of knowing. But see, Hebrews 10, 23 says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope or our positive expectation. I'm going to read it that way. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope. I said it again. I want to say, let us hold fast the confession of our positive expectation of good without wavering for he who promised... This is the scripture. If that's the only scripture you had, what's it say? Confess the truth. The word truth, when you look it up in the Greek, is the word reality. Confess the reality of what you're really walking in as a born-again Christian. Confess, have faith in, have hope in the word, have hope in that he said he will be faithful. And he is. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's going to come riding on a horse. And it's going to have a big billboard on the side. I don't know how he's going to do that. But it's going to say faithful. Why? Because he said it. See, we've got to read this word with a heart that says, that's mine. Yes, I mean, that's, that, that's, you're going to meet all my needs? That's mine. I'm healed? That's mine. My flesh is weak, but when my flesh is weak, you are strong. That's what the Word says. When, when I can't make it, I can make it. When I have no hope, I can have hope, but I've got to come to that place of not expecting everybody to be where I need to be. You can't expect everybody to be where you think you are. We've just got to love everybody where they are because God, God loves everybody in here the same. So we've got to be at that place of, of walking in a hope 
and knowing in a hope that God's going to do the same work in them that they may have already done in you, but he hasn't quite got you finished. By the way, I want to let you all know. But we've got to come to that place of recognizing he's got this, but we've got to keep, we've got to hold fast that confession. But eliminate your butts. God has it. Our Holy Spirit that lives in us has it. You just keep doing the next right thing. You just keep allowing the Holy Spirit to convict you of righteousness. And you just keep doing the next righteous thing in your life. You just, you always, you always, you know what's wrong. You just keep doing the right. You hear in yourself the wrong because the enemy tries to condemn you in everything that you do in your life. If you have a little bit of depression, a little bit of anxiety, either one, the enemy will come and say, look at you, you're not worth, you can't make it. You just politely tell him and that voice, shut up, I got it. You're right. Or you might even say, you're right, I can't, I'm weak. But I got a God in me who's going to make me and take me and fix me. And repair me. Even when he rips or the devil rips on you, you can just say, you might be right, but you are wrong. Because where I can't see hope, I have hope. Because Jesus Christ is taking care of me. He will take 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 care of me. They're going to be going to Florida because of health issues. There's a reason for what's going on. Mike and his wife, Joe Jean, obviously have somebody they're going to be ministering to him down there. When that season's over, he's coming back. He's bringing his wife back. That, but why? They all just be standing ground. They have been. But God is taking them, and there's peace in what they're doing. The house is selling. They're going. God's got a reason. Just let God... Just let God... You know, you say, well, well, he wasn't believing. Folks, you're getting off into the devil's turf when you do that. We stand. I got a son in prison that should not be there. Well, well, he wasn't praying strong enough, and he sinned. He got off in sin. Yes, he did. But you think God's not in the midst of what's going on? He does. He is. Why? Because we have hope. And we know it's going to be okay. And we know when everything's all said and done, it's going to be okay. And we're only here for a poof anyway. I like that poof. That's, that's, that's better than Because I have hope. And, and I'm just trying to instill in you that we've got to walk in that place of just understanding that we have hope. Hope, hope has to, we've got to keep our focus. We've got to have, we've got to have a vision. My vision needs to be hope. And I've got a hope, not a question mark hope, a positive expectation of good that whatever's going on in my life, in your life, is going to be okay. Whatever transition you're going through, whatever season God's got you in, that doesn't mean you're going to stay in that season. But God may have some other season for you to meet the needs that he's got for you because he's already got the purpose in your life and he just wants you to step into that season of whatever it is. I don't care if it's a bad season. I don't care if your foot hurts from now on. You say, well, God should heal it. Get out of that realm and get into just trusting him with the problems that you got and watch the problems change the character and the character give you hope. Watch him walk you through whatever you're going through. You say, well, pastor, you're saying, you're saying it both ways. Expect the best.
You say, but, but I might get the other. No, if, he, if the other comes on because you're in a cursed world, he'll still make it better to get the expected better. Well, it don't make sense, Pastor. You're, you're saying you're saying you got to stand your ground. You do, but you remember you're in a cursed world. If you walk across quicksand, you're going to sink. If you walk out in front of a truck, you're going to get run over. If you smoke all the time, you might get cancer. If you put too much sugar in your coffee, you may get cancer. But we still walk every day believing God. And, and trying to eliminate some of this stuff that he tells us to eliminate. Because he, he's always got stuff to fix. And you're always going to run tribulation. You're always going to have that. Y'all following me today? It's hope in whatever you're in. Don't take blame for where you're at. We're in a cursed world and you, you, you're living in cursed everything. But it's just understanding he's convicted me of righteousness. He showed me the right way. I just have to choose to put the sugar down. To make things a little better. I have to choose not to be in bondage to anything. I just, just got to continue to confess. I'm healed. I got to continue to confess. I'm okay. I got to continue to confess. He's going to take care of it. Why? Because that's the hope that we've got in this crazy world we live in. He's the answer. Guys, come on up. He... He knows. Put your faith, no matter what's going on, where you've been, what's taking place, what happens tomorrow, our faith has to, listen, our faith, our hope has to be in He's the answer. Our faith, our hope has to be knowing that the Spirit of God lives in us. We have to have that assurance above everything. I can't see tomorrow. I can believe for tomorrow. I can have faith for tomorrow. That's substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. But I got to know no matter what happens in this cursed world, I am going to be okay. It puts you in that place. It puts you in that place of total peace to where I can just relax in Him and trust in Him. And I'm going to continue to believe for the best I could get it, or I could walk through it. Either way, he's with you and going to take care of you. The Holy Spirit has been poured into our hearts, and that's where we've got to stand and trust in him.
recognize the Spirit of God lives in you, there is freedom because He has every problem, every situation already under control. You just relax and trust Him. Father, we thank You. We thank You that because You allow the Holy Spirit to come and live in us, we have everything we'll ever need. We just have to come to the place of relaxing and watching Him take care of us, Father. We give You all the praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Call you blessed. Deacon's meeting. Find your elder. Dr. Craig's not here. Jeff Craig's not here. So any reports that go to them, bring it to me. And find, we're not going to have a meeting. Just find your elder and give them the reports. Thank you, thank you. Call you blessed.